2002, it was guys like low-key Christopher Daniels who laid the foundation for this company. It's guys like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe that are still putting bricks on this company. Fear money! TNA is a bunch of hardworking young athletes who are looking to change the wrestling world. Grey Wolf Entertainment presents Maximum Impact with Ned and Nims. And welcome everyone to another huge edition of Maximum Impact. It is the TNA slash Impact Wrestling love letter from the fans for the fans. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by my tag team partner in Impact. We've been doing it for 20 years. That is, of course, the one and only Ned Tebbo. Neddy, how are you, brother? I mean, I am on a high, my friend, coming off watching No Surrender. And I tell you what, Impact Wrestling is going from strength to strength. We've been saying it for months now, but at the moment, with Honor No More entering Impact, like legitimately, they're there to stay. It has me all sorts of hyped up and, and just loving what's happening in the business at the moment. We got a lot to talk about in Impact Wrestling, especially with No Surrender, and we're going to go all over the place here because that is the sort of thing that we do. But just a quick reminder, if you do want to catch up on any previous episodes of Maximum Impact, you can do so by checking out the feed on greywolfentertainment.net, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even SoundCloud, wherever you get all your podcasts, you can find all the episodes. And check out our Facebook page as well, facebook.com forward slash greywolfimpact, where you can even watch and stream the videos or Chromecast it yourself. So it's a lot of ways to consume the podcast, and we love all the support that we are getting. But let's get straight to No Surrender 2022, because this one seemed to be, it was like a... It's strange because, you know, Impact have got their big pay-per-views. Lockdown is a very big pay-per-view. Um, the um, Bound for Glorious, their flagship show. Then we have, yeah, little sidebar shows like, you know, Turning Points and Genesis, all of these little things. And Hard to Kill is there that's uh, thrown in there. All I got to say is No Surrender. This is one of those big pay-per-views. And it's not, this would be the equivalent of like, how do I put it? Say, like, if the WWF had a huge main event happening at Judgment Day or one of those things, because this was a money pay-per-view, don't you reckon? Oh, it really was, man. And it sort of, from start to finish, once again, it was one of those impact wrestling pay-per-views that you had to watch. I sat down with our boy, Jay Sal Herbert, who's all sprung across his couch like a big modern-day Adonis there, loving it. Uh, it was very it had an old-school feel to it, Azor. It's a pity you weren't here, the big guy, like, chewing on slices of pizza and just enjoying it. And he hadn't seen Impact in quite some time. Despite this pod, despite listening to this pod, and I'm saying, man, you need to be checking this out. And, and he's jumped on board now, and I think it's safe to say that this has started the ball rolling for a vet. Well, I suppose uh, hard to kill very much started the ball rolling, but this man, this is where we're at. What did you think about the first match of the night? The number one contenders match for the impact X division championship is, or of course, Trey Miguel, he's got the belt at the moment. It was Jake something versus Ace Austin versus Mike Bailey versus Chris Bay. Chris Bay is just a phenomenal talent. And the thing is, too, even though the guy does have bullet club ties, the impact faithful were just getting behind him so much. And I loved yeah. that, uh, you know, it, no one does multi-man matches like TNA slash Impact. Going back to the day where it was like um, the Daniels and Samoa AJ Styles to some new school ones where it had like 
uh, MVP versus Drew Galloway versus Kenny King and EC3. Like, for some reason, they seem to get the formula just perfectly right. And I thought this was really, really cool. A really good coming out party, I thought, for Jake something as well. He's a lot of people talk about, but he really sort of up a little bit, I thought. And another great one too, Ace Austin. This kid is an absolute star. And this was just, just all out war. Oh, it very much was, and it, it very much sort of set the tone for the night. It's non-stop, total non-stop action right there. And like, I couldn't agree any more with what you just said. ASOS, and he's a, a sign of the future. Chris Bay, same deal right there. Jake something picked up the match, which has sort of led towards an interesting little feud that's going to be happening between something and Trey Miguel. Who do you think moving forward Azor will get it? Because Jake something doesn't really fit the sort of mold of an X division wrestler. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'll say that. That it, it's it's pretty smart. Not what you sort of picture as your prototype sort of um, X division wrestler, but that's the whole point of the X division. It's about no rules from day dot. Yeah, the X division was all about the only limit is there is no limits, and he said. Like the fact that the X Division champion, because let's face it, like Samoa Joe was a long-standing X Division champion. He isn't sort of mold of an X Division wrestler. It, Very it's true. just like this. It, it was just an awesome. It was just an awesome opener, and like you know, Ace Austin really sort of stood out there. But I got really massively popped. Mike Bailey is someone that sort of caught me off guard. The dude went and did like a running shooting star press. It was one of the coolest moves I've ever seen, and that's just the opening match. Oh, yeah. No, very much so uh, right there, Nim. You just chopped out a little bit there, man. So I missed a little bit of what you said, man. But we're rolling on to the next match. Jonah and Black Therese. What, what do you think thinking here, man? Jonah is... He's the big guy. He's the big Aussie. And it was great to see, man, that you you popped up that interview. So now everyone can check it out. It's on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Impact. As you talked about, Nim's talk, caught up with the man himself. He had a big match and he's looking like he's finding a home there in Impact. Yeah, Jonah is going from absolute strength to strength. He's going to be back on our shores here in Australia. Wrestling for the Renegades of Wrestling, the brand new startup company. And shout out to my boys, uh, Mikey J, Chris Chris Fresh, and Julian James, who are the, the men behind Renegades of Wrestling. They were the who were there during the early days of Melbourne City Wrestling, and they do a lot of great stuff for the independent scene here in Melbourne. But uh, Jonah is an absolute star, and Taurus too as well. He... This was just a big, to quote Big E, it's big meaty men slapping meat. That's what it was. Just two absolute brick walls going head to head. And the thing is too, these guys can fly. I was really shocked. Like I knew Jonah could do some quite a aerial offense, but Black Taurus, I thought like a bloke like him should not be getting to the top rope and doing splashes and like that. <laughs> He definitely couldn't. It reminds me of that old school Mallrats movie that we have grown up on. I mean, fly, fat ass, fly. fly. Fat ass, fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. But, well, these boys are far from the X Division, I guess. But it, it was a solid match all around, like you said. Yeah, some aerials that you weren't expecting. But, yeah, solid match right there. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about Renegades of Wrestling at some stage. So you're saying that you know the guys that have started up this company. Yeah, so this is it's uh, the guys behind it are it's, it's like, like Melbourne Wrestling is a very very small little pod, and uh, there's a lot of companies that are doing some very good things at the moment. But 
But um, yeah, this is the new event from Renegades of Wrestling. This is looking to be the uh, a first true national uh, Australian wrestling promotion. So we look forward to all the siege that they can do. Have a hell of a kicking off at Collingwood. I think it is. Will absolutely kill me if I uh, forget what the what the date is. But um, yeah, check it out. Ro Ro um Renegades of Wrestling. On Twitter, they got some very big names there. Avery f- was the first Renegade signed. She was the first ever, uh, well, she was part of the Bright Pack in Melbourne City Wrestling. Really, really cool. Last two, very, very, uh, very, very, how do I put, she's a quirky cat. She trained up a magpie back in the day during lockdown. So um, she had to oh, do yeah. all the things like, that's quite cool. We are really good uh, rising stars too, like Aisha. She's a really cool girl that's been going through. She's been in MCW. She's been in Deathmatch Down Under. She's And she recently competed. Uh, she completed her uni degree last year as well too. So all these names. Lockie Hendricks, he's been a, an absolute staple of the Melbourne wrestling scene. He's back in action, so I can't wait to see him. The final boss, Jake Andrewatha, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet outside of the ring. One of the toughest dudes inside. He's one of those really, really big, strong, silent guys. That he's one of the nicest humans I've ever met. But inside that ring, I would find the other in the building. That's all I can say. And they got some <laughs> very, very big names. I won't run through them all because uh, we're here to talk impact. But um, speaking of uh, Jonah, who will be starring at the first Renegade show, Jonah is an out-and-out star, and he's doing some big stuff in New Japan Strong at the moment. I'm glad to see that he's fallen back on his feet because the thing is, for a lot of those Australian wrestlers, when they don't have a job or a stable job, their visa basically goes for six, and they've packed up their lives. I mean, you, you heard it in the interview. He's just a kid from Adelaide that made it overseas and is living his dream, and I'm, gr- I'm glad to see that Impact have found a home for him, and he was the right person to get the Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm he- I'm hearing you right there, Azor, and just great to see that Australian. Like, Impact's very much got that Australian flavor at the moment, doesn't it? Like, uh, in there at the minute, which is which is really good to see. Mm. And and the thing is too, like, this is a place <laughs> I love actually watching when you see the inspiration, um, like sort of talk down to Tennille Dashwood and the influence because yeah. it's just really amusing because it's like watching like an Australian Mean Girls. <laughs> It kind of is. It reminds me of that home and away thing. I was just catching up on the latest episode of Impact earlier today, and it's like, "How you going there, mate?" And this sort of thing—it just—it's uh, yeah. just very funny to see it on American TV. But man, let's move on to the next match. It yeah, was Jay White, leader of the Bullet Club, battling it out with Eric Young, VBD frontman. What do you think of this one? It's funny because do you remember the first time we ever saw Jay back in the day, like one of those New Japan, one of those New Japan pay-per-views? It was the Switchblade, and he yes. still is the Switchblade. But remember when we first saw him, we weren't too impressed by him. It was just like, who's this dude? Oh yeah, he's from New Zealand. Whatevs. I remember. Do you remember well, that, Eddie? Like back in the day? Yeah, definitely remember it. Talking about him with the the very least uh, intimidating accent ever, but he's really come a long way since then, Azor. That's what I mean. Like, he has really stood up. And let's face it, that was probably 16, 20, probably 2015, 2016 when we watched him. So he's clearly, like, matured quite a lot in here in 2022 to become the leader of the Bullet Club. And going up against a guy like Eric Young, Eric Young is TNA through and through. He has done it all. He has been part of Team Bikini Contest. He's won every <laughs> single title that 
Impact has to offer, including the Knockouts Championship as well. So no one lives, breathes, and sleeps Impact more than Eric Young does. But at the same time, you can't sort of call him a kind of wacky character because this new iteration of Eric Young in VBD, Zion is just an absolute madman. He's picking up where he left off once he left the WWE and Sanity, and he's just a bad. How cool is his little mask gimmick? Like oh, the little man. demon look that he had. It is, yeah, it was a very, very cool right there. And it's funny when you're sort of listing through his list of achievements right there. I totally forgot that Eric Young was once a knocked out, <laughs> knocked up championship, you know, <laughs> when he was uh, there with old dirty. <laughs> well, you know, ODB right there. And I forgot, man, he used to be that kooky, crazy character, but now he's running with the uh, I am bat SHIT crazy sort of thing. And he's playing that well. He's an out-and-out psychopath now, and it's very, very cool because it's sort of one of the characters that kind of fits him to a T. He plays really, really well. And uh, fun enough to Eric Young, uh, anyone would think, you know, like just with his voice too, it's so like the grisliness, and it's just like it's the sort of – it's it puts terror into people's face, into people's faces. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, couldn't agree more. There's someone I definitely would want to bump into down a dark alleyway. That being said, though, he did come up short against Jay White and the Bullet Club Azor. What I thought was pretty good, too, was this had no shenanigans. It's very easy in these, like, sort of faction matches where, you know, you can have, like, a big schmoz finish. You can have all the VBD come out and then all the Bullet Club come out, then a big schmoz. But, no, this was a, a solid victory. And it got really mm. down to the wire at the end, too. They, like, there it... There was a whole bunch of reversals and things like that, and it just looked like it could go either way. But, uh, yeah, um, we got ourselves uh, the Blade Runner wrapping it all up. Jay hit it and covered for the victory. Got it done and dusted. Another effort. And the Bullet Club have a lot to uh, to do with this edition of uh, Impact's paper. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, i got to say, this was fantastic, fantastic storytelling, fantastic match. Jay White and the Bullet Club making their way into Impact Wrestling. Just great for all parties. Yeah, couldn't agree right more any more right there. And it's sort of very much 2022 in Impact is very much a return of the big-time factions, isn't it? Well, you've got VDB, you've got Honor No More, you've got the Bullet Club. It's, it's pretty crazy at the minute as all. One thing that I do love about this incarnation of the Bullet Club as well, this is actually like the Bullet Club, like... Going back to, uh, to how do I put it? Um, when you remember how, like, when you saw the Bullet Club years ago, it was always like maybe one or two guys. It's always like, oh, here's yeah. Tonga, here's such and such. No, no, you've got the fair income leader of the Bullet Club right here. And I thought that's really cool. Like, the fact that they're, they're going all in on this, and uh, it, it's really cool to see. Yeah, it most definitely is. And I'll tell you what else is really cool to see is the fact that the the Ring of Honor crossover that's happening at the moment as well, because it is out of sorts at the moment, Ring of Honor, like we spoke about on the last edition of the Maximum Impact podcast. Diana Perazzo, she right now is carrying that Ring of Honor Women's Championship. She opened, she had an open challenge for the belt. And who, who was, do you know much about the the lady that took it up? Miranda L, L, Elise, Elise, Elise. That's right. Yes. I, I don't actually. I actually know 
too much about her, which is why I was I was a, a little bit shocked, um, purely because like you know, it was a pay per view, and you know, they, they, it's not like they promised like you know going to be Trish Stratus or someone like that. But you know, you, yeah. I, I assume that having an open challenge on pay per view that it might be a big name, maybe like an OD character, maybe it's Gal Kim that steps yeah. up uh, or even like anything like that. So to get a relative unknown. Because when she came out, there wasn't a lot of a, you know, it wasn't like a huge cheer. Not like people were booing all over or anything like that. But there was a lot of like, oh, right. Uh, yeah, this cool. one. Good to see you. <laughs> 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 which, which, is, which is kind of, it's, it's awful to sort of say, but, you know, we were, I think because it's a pay-per-view, like if this was an episode of Impact and that happened, I don't think anyone would care. It'd be like, yeah, whatever, cool, pretty cool. Whereas because it's a pay-per-view, because it's a pay-per-view where everything's so high stakes, like every match had uh, stakes riding on it. Be like, imagine if Moose just uh, put out an open challenge and out of nowhere comes, actually, no, I was going to say out of nowhere comes Rockstar Spud. But that'd be <laughs> I was going to cool. say Rockstar Spud, there you go. But at least we know who he but, is. But it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas like instead, if 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 like, you know, all of a sudden, he puts out Moose puts out an open challenge, and then out of nowhere comes oh, and here's Keith Miller, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> who's Keith Miller? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. Of course, uh, Deanna Perazzo picked up the win right there. Um, I think they were saying that Miranda Elise was a form, she had time in Ring of Honor, which is a faction that I don't keep up to that much, and that's the reason she went and she chose the Ring of Honor belt there to to go after if i remember correctly but that was all a bit of a week ago now i'm in but two people that we do know is your boy matt cardona and jordan grace now my buddy jace yes always ready my buddy jace and i were trying to razz you up a bit on the twitter and you didn't take the bait uh i, I had the jordan grace greater than matt cardona sign i'm like Nims is going to see this. Nothing didn't bite. Jace is like, I'll retweet it. Nothing didn't bite. But of course, <laughs> your boy picked up the victory there. He is always ready. He is Matt Cardona. I was really going for Jordan Grace because I like to see a strong female get it done. But, well, there's no sort of going past Matt Cardona at the moment. He is the title belt. What is it? The digital media champion for a reason. He's getting it done at any way possible. Your world champion, thank you very much. World oh, champion. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I gotta say, this is the best version of Matt Cardona that we have seen in Impact Wrestling, and it goes to show just how good a talent he is. He's also the current NWA World's Heavyweight Champion as well, after beating um, Trevor Murdoch in at the most recent edition of NWA Power. He'll be facing Nick Aldis to defend that title. Uh, I think in a couple of months' time, but yeah. How good is Matt Cardona going at the moment? He's currently the digital media world champion at the moment. He's the ECW television champion after he defeated Rhino. He is the NWA world champion. And fun fact, Matt Cardona won the NWA world champion championship 16, 16 years to the same day that Christian Cage did it. And he did it wearing Christian Cage inspired tribute uh, trunks. So very, very cool. But um, I thought this was an that awesome match. Cool. You can really... You can really sort of see too that Matt Cardona is like 
he's really eating into this new character of him because he's no longer that, <laughs> that fun, happy sort of dude that he was in Impact. I think after that, that title match a couple of uh, pay-per-views ago, a couple of pay-per-views ago, the last pay-per-view, uh, which felt like about four years ago, <laughs> but um, he's, he's sort of really leaning into the dark side just that little bit. And I got to say, I was actually quite disappointed in the ending here because Jordan, Jordan Grace, she went and gave him a low blow and got DQ'd. You don't win championships by DQ. Don't you know that, Jordan? I mean, are you serious, bro? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, th- I think the shenanigans have sort of got to Jordan Grace there at the moment. Hey, and that's Matt why, is- that, is, that is why Matt Cardona is the champion. He doesn't let shenanigans get to him. He is huh. always ready. Always ready to cheat to win. I love it right there. Um, I, I found a very funny tweet from Jordan Grace where she is rubbing a, a cup of Matt Cardona's in his face. <laughs> That was funny as all. That's in the old uh, dot combat uh, match that they had recently, which is very, very cool to sort of see. But man, I I thought, <laughs> I got to say, like, just, and all joking aside, I know I'm a very, very huge McIntyre fan, Zack Ryder fan, but like, this is why this guy should have, he should have had the WWE machine behind him. Like, because he knows how to get himself over. He knows how to make himself a superstar. And at the moment, he's doing some great stuff for this Digital Media World Championship. Oh, yeah, I very much agree right there, Azor. It's great to see he's up and about. Great to see you're up and about as well with the Matt Cardona. I didn't know that list of achievements he had happening at the moment either with the NWA World Championship right there. That's all sorts of cool. We're going to have to watch that Nick Aldis matt Cardona match sort of thing. Hopefully, we can get together and check that one out, man. Doing massive things as are the good mm-hmm. brothers. What do you, tell us about this match right here against G.O.D., Grillers of Destiny. This one had a twist in it. This one certainly did have a little twist, uh, twist to it too. And it's, it's a cool little, you talk about storyline, and we mentioned a little bit earlier in the Jay White match how the Bullet Club and, um, and the storyline has really intertwined because this is kind of like, so the Good Brothers, for those that don't know, the original incarnation of the Bullet Club was Machine Gun Carl Anderson, the uh, DOC Gallows, and Finn Balor, uh, who was Prince Devitt at the time. Uh, now, they were the original three. Prince Devitt then got kicked out of the Bullet Club by AJ Styles, who then went on to lead the Bullet Club. AJ Styles then got kicked out by Kenny Omega. So right now, this is the first time that a Bullet Club leader has decided, no, no, no. Ain't no one kicking me out. I'm going to start kicking you boys out. Yeah, it's kind of cool right there. And I, I didn't actually know that right there, man, about um, about the the history of the Bullet Club. So these guys were originally in it. When did Jay White, when did he get named the leader then as a bit of a history lesson? Jay White uh, was probably the leader of the Bullet Club maybe about three years ago. Once once Kenny Omega, um, Kenny Omega, uh, and the Young Bucks left to form a kind of left the Bullet Club, just you know, all on its own. Um, prior, to that, there was a little bit of info on Cody Rhodes, and because uh, Cody Rhodes was also in the Bullet Club, and he and Kenny Omega were uh, butting heads a little bit, but but uh, Cody didn't want to admit it, which is uh, why you got those really cool promos where he's like, "The Bullet Club is fine." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is awesome to see. So yeah, so Jay White, when he got made, when he was named as the leader of the Bullet Club, everyone was kind of like, 
Righto, whatever. It was almost like when Stevie Ray was named uh, leader of the NWO back in the day. It's like, yeah, right, whatever, mate. You ain't no whole coaches. But, uh, but sure, if you want to be leader of the NWO, go for your life. So when <laughs> when Jay White was named leader of the Bull Club, a lot of people were like, this guy? Come on, man, this guy? This sheep shagger? Why, come on, what's he going to be doing? <laughs> but I think we've seen, like, he's been doing really good. But let's get to this match because this brutal one, I, I'm a little bit harsh on the Good Brothers now and then because I reckon that they 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 do a lot of talking, a lot of chit chat, and don't do a lot of wrestling. This time around, they did a lot of wrestling. Oh, they certainly did. This one was close to match of the night right here, as or I thought the Good Brothers put on one hell of a match, and it was great to sort of see them back it up for a change. Yeah, very much so, because people are uh, a lot of people sort of forget that these two, like, because they are like fun. Guys, they're really fun. They're <laughs> like those little uh, vignettes that they used to do with uh, Kenny Omega back in the day um, when he was Impact World Champion back in the tour bus and things like that were really hilarious. They were just good fun. And yeah. you forget that aside from being two entertaining cats, that they're actually, you know, some pretty devastating wrestles there. But I thought they got, they went through their, um, their sort of, uh, how do I put it, their best off. You know, we saw a bunch of magic killers with, which was pretty cool. G.O.D. even went from Magic Killer at one point. In awesome. And then we had a little bit of shenanigans with Chris Bating involved there. But uh, I didn't really mind it because that's the whole point of it. This was Bullet Club infighting at its best. And um, yeah, at the, end of, at the end of it, we saw Jay White throw up the two suite and the Good Brothers and Chris Bay stood tall over the Gorillas' destiny. Yeah, and that's it. Done and dusted for G-O-D right there. And I tell you what, I, I stand by this, what I'm about to say, man. Like, WWE at the moment has got the best women's wrestling in the world. I don't think AEW comes close to it. Correct. But Impact is right up there at the moment. And Mickey James' current Impact World Women's World Champion, she had a hell of a match against Tasha Steeles as well. I'm not sure what you thought about this one, but I thought this is... This is pretty damn good, and, and Tasha Steeles has got a bright future in front of her as well. Tasha Steeles, uh, a rising star here too. She's actually someone that was also in Ring of Honor as well back in the day, so I would have liked to see her maybe mix it up with Diana Perazzo at some point in time. She's also been a part mm. of uh, the NWA as well too. She, she sort of starred in their, um, in their NWA power show that they do. That's the one where Matt Cardona won the NWA championship, but um, but yeah, Tasha Steele, she's going to be an up and comer one to watch too. Seeing it too, Mickey James is just being an absolute fighting champion here as well. Um, uh, we we saw a little bit of that absolute chump Nick Aldis in the crowd here and there, but <laughs> I got to say, uh, but, but I got to like Mickey James. She is when did she debut? So she's had. She started in like WrestleMania 20, which was WrestleMania back in 2004. That was almost 20 years ago. So 18 years ago. Yeah. And she's still going at that high level. She's not missing 
Yeah, she hasn't missed a beat or anything like that there as well. And on top of that, not just wrestling, she's had a child in there. Um, she's also a big time country music singer as well. She's had a pretty interesting career and great to still see her going strong to this day. Very much a big time fan of Mickey James right here, man. But this one led us into Moose versus W Morrissey for the Impact World Championship. And Moose got that one wrapped around his... Uh, waste currently at the moment and defended it against W Morrissey who's finally got his hands on the big guy. How did you see this one go down? W Morrissey I thought was interesting because I thought after I thought after the last couple of impacts that everyone was getting around him like people were sort of showing him a, a bit of support here but Agreed. I, I don't know he just felt like he was I, I thought he felt like a little bit of the bad guy still here too. But and yeah. Moose is getting some solid cheers these days. Like Moose is just getting more and more popular. I think because we sort of realized that Moose he's been a fighting champion and been there for so long and he's doing so much that he's sort of you know that sort of thing where where at first you hate the dude, but then you grow to respect him and like him. I think that's yeah. what's happening with Moose right now. Yeah, it's very similar to The Rock back in the day, I feel, Nim. I don't know if that's a fair assumption or what, but, you know, you started off just absolutely hating The Rock, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, this guy's legit. He's a legit heel right there. I think the same with Moose at the minute, and I haven't really jumped on board the W. Morrissey train. He's doing big things here in Impact, but I very much was like, hell yeah, Moose, let's get this done. Moose. Moose. Gotta love it. <laughs> Did you think to like you also forget to because Moose is a pretty big dude, and oh, Moose yeah. when he's in his previous in, in his previous title like when Moose stands up next to Sammy Callahan, Moose towers over him. When he stands next to Eddie Edwards, when he stands next to like even when he, he when he goes face to face with Matt Cardona, Moose is still a pretty big dude. But W Morrissey is just on another level when it comes to huge and he's agile as well. Like Moose was uh, sorry. W Morrissey was just pulling out some moves left, right and center that I've never seen before. And you sort of forget that because he's such a big man that he's actually quite light in his feet. Yeah, he sort of just prayed around that ring like a big praying mantis, didn't he? Like a jacked up bloody praying mantis just (laughs) dancing across. Like, no, I I, I do agree with that. He's a, a W Morrissey is very unique. He's a very unique build. Like, is there anyone else like him with his build, his agility, uh, his strength? I don't think so. Absolute, absolute spot on there, Nettie. And do you know what this sort of, this match felt to me? Big match, big match feel. That is what I had to this. This is the, could put this match smack bang into the top of the card at a WrestleMania and it fits in perfectly. It is an absolute bang. And a True. guy like uh, W. Morrissey, who has had that sort of experience on the huge stage, and Moose as well, who has created impact, not just now, but he was the he was the star during the pandemic when they're up against no crowds and all he could hear is people grunting and groaning on a soundstage. He, <laughs> he strapped the, the company to its back. Like, I got to admit, like, how just, just imagine, too, let's, let's, let's dial it back a little bit here, too. If you're a world champion and you're the face of the company and you've got to come out to an empty arena and you've got to wear title cut promos to absolutely nobody. How hard would that be? 
Oh, man, that'd be something else right there to be able to do that. And what a unique time in wrestling that was too. But if you got through it and got through it strongly, then hats off to you because that – I think we're going to look back at this in like 10, 15 years' time, even now, and go just what an unbelievable time in, in the world and in wrestling it was. But, yes, 100% agree with you there. Impossible. Like you don't know whether you're getting pops. You don't know whether you're getting booed. You don't know how it's coming off. Yeah. So hats off to them, really. Yeah, That's just well, not just in this but everywhere. It's like, because what works, what doesn't work, it's just a, an absolute yeah. Let's get to the main event because this main event is just absolutely uh, – I don't know I don't know where to start with this one. I, I think we do need to mention it. I'm not sure if we did mention it, but uh, Eddie Edwards was meant to be part of Team Impact here, but he was subbed out and Willie Mack was put in place. Yeah, Willie Mack, a fair sort of replacement right there. And it appeared in the back that Eddie Edwards had been knocked out by on a no more, or there was a lot of rumors and insignificance. You know that Steve Macklin was involved in this because mm-hmm. that was he was a part of the impact and wasn't fully trusted by the crew. Eddie Ed- Edwards found mm-hmm. knocked out backstage beforehand, and like you say, Willie Mack entered into the crew. And people thinking, was it Steve Macklin? What went down here? As a side note, do you remember actually, Nettie? This is going to go back a, a fair while, but do you remember seeing Willie Mack wrestle live? Yeah, of course I do. We were talking about that at the. Uh, he's <laughs> Willie Mack is awesome, man. I reckon he's got some sort of juggalo connection or something like that. I, I don't know how it comes down, but Willie Mack, we did. We saw him wrestle in like a like a bingo hall type situation in Melbourne at what was yeah. that federation? That's when I met Velvet Sky was, and all that, wasn't it? And I was yeah, that was the uh, the House of Hardcore when Tommy Dreamer came down. And, right. and we saw Willie Mack, and it was like, that's a big drink of water. <laughs> he is a big drink of water, man. And it doesn't look like he's got any less bigger from that day to now, which would have been a few years back right now, man. But, yeah, excellent replacement, Willie Mack, man. I love uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Like, that. they've got – Great chemistry, those boys, and Team Impact going into that looked really strong. So you had St- you had Steve Macklin, as I talked about, Willie Mack, of course, in there, Rhino, Rich Swan, and my favorite Impact wrestler, Chris Saban. Man, what a team right there! You think that team looks legit to defend Impact? Eddie Edwards, of course, got kicked out, like you mentioned, taking on Honor No More, Mister Nims Azor. Who was who was there? You got Matt Taven, Mike Bennett. PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King. And, of course, you had the delightful Maria Canellis that was there, too. You want to talk about about some fun, fun viewing. And uh, maybe maybe we'll try and sneak this in after we do the podcast. But uh, in New Japan, because Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis were uh, in New Japan, same time as the Bullet Club was. And there's a very funny... Where... Carl Anderson is wrestling against Mike Bennett and he's distracted by Maria. And uh, Maria's all like, you know, and and <laughs> Carl Anderson's like, you know, he's he's fully doing the dancing and stuff like that. And, and AJ Styles gets in the ring and and AJ's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And then and then Carl Anderson's like, but check it out, check it out. And AJ's like, bro, what are you doing? So then Carl Anderson grabs AJ's head and turns yeah. it 
and makes her look at Maria, and then AJ's like, <laughs> and then AJ starts <laughs> doing the dancing. Like it's so. It's you one of the like, funniest things. Someone that you, there's someone you can be distracted by as well, man. I would be distracted by Maria. She is all sorts of amazing right there. I just boom, <laughs> gotta love her, man. I'll, and yes, we do I'll need to the, check that out. I will send you the link after we record this podcast, but man, it's very. But let, let's get to this because this thing started off with absolute chaos. It was an all-in Pier Six brawl to kick off this match. Oh, was it yet, man? And did these boys put on a show? Highlight of the night, definitely for me here. And I've got to, I've got to admit, Nims, as much as like I'm a, an impact sort of guy, I was really hoping that Honor No More would win because this is a faction that I want to see in impact. And I think it's it really sort of like there's just so much ahead of us if they get the victory, Nims. Oh, hell yeah. And, and you know what, too? So the big the big news out of it, like there was some absolute – to go through everything that happened, it is just – it'd be too hard because there was so much that was going on. But everyone looked like an out-and-out star. And, of course, we have to, have to mention what happened. Eddie Edwards turning his back on impact. I think it shocked the world a little bit. Tell you one, man, it didn't shock. Well, two people it probably didn't shock. One was probably Sammy Callahan because he probably saw it coming. He's always said that yeah. Eddie was the bad guy from day dot. But uh-huh. I kind of, I, 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 and I hate to sound like one of those, uh, one of those stupid internet marks. But um, I told you so. Happened, no, no, I don't want to say. I, I don't want to say I told you so. But where the hell do we think that Eddie Edwards made his name on this scene before he came to Impact? Ring of Honor. Of honor. Yeah, no, nah, good call right there. And that's, I'm not sure if you've seen the latest impact. He's come out and he spoke about that. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool right there. But do you remember when, when one of these episodes of Maximum Impact and we're going through the world champions? Now, my favorite world champion of all time, AJ Styles, I did not put him at number one, but I put mm-hmm. Eddie Edwards at number one because I'm like, this man is through and through impact wrestling. He has strapped that company to his belt and he's ran with it. How do you think I'm feeling right now, Mr. Azor, that this uh, has happened? Well, well let's, let's look at it this way. Like, you know, like I, I guess what has really, really run deep and Eddie Edwards made his name uh, in ring of honor in like 06. So Clearly, he's got some loyalty to his uh, Ring of Honor compadres there. Uh, it's certainly loyalty for, for Herbs, in case you're listening, is when you stick by your friends that have been there through day dot. Um... <laughs> and you don't just, you know, ditch your friends for girls. But that's a whole nother story. That's a whole other <laughs> story there. But, um, but, but, you, but after that happened, part of me was just like, because I was like, you too. I'm like, man, dude, you fought for impact. You were exactly. impact through and through. What's going on too? Like you were the guy that, you know, in the wars against Sammy Callahan, he drove you to like absolute like breakdowns and whatnot. You you yeah. put this company in your back. But then at the same time, it's just like, ah, uh, you know, you gotta look through his roots and his roots are with Ring of Honor. Oh, they most definitely are. And a lot of his beef was the fact that their impact wrestling, Scott Demore and such, didn't say, we want you to defend. Like when Christian Cage took their belt away and was in AEW with the impact wrestling belt, they, you know, they sent out 
uh, Josh Alexander and the likes. And he was like, it wasn't Eddie Edwards. What's going on there? So he had beef. And that's the direction he's going from, Amin. So I, I can see where he's coming from to a sense. But yeah, the end yeah, he- it does make a little does make does make it any of <laughs> Nah, it's shocking things, and Alicia is not too on board with this decision at the moment. Again, firing back to today's edition, or well, the edition I checked out today of Impact, she's like, what are you doing, Eddie? What are you doing? So there's trouble in paradise between Alicia Edwards and Eddie Edwards right there. Alicia's siding with Impact, of course, Eddie on the Ring of Honor, Honor No More, boys. Where's it go from here? It'll be interesting to sort of see what happens. But, you know, you're right. I am kind of glad to see uh, that Impact are, are back. Uh, sorry, that Ring of that Honor No More are here. Because remember I said to you on the last time that we recorded the podcast, you know, Ring of Honor is coming back eventually. I think it's slated for like an April return. And are you trying to tell me that Chris Saban, Rhino, Rich Swan, Steve Macklin, Willie Mack, they don't... They're not going to want to dish out a receipt. You know, when you have Ring of Honor's big homecoming, hey, everyone, guess what? We're back. Well, you know what? Maybe Impact might like to proverbially crap on their doorstep uh, when that happens. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed, man. And I'm not sure how much you're sort of keeping up with the dirt sheets and all that sort of stuff at the moment. More than me, I would say. But I stumbled across something today which was very, very interesting. Apparently, Tony Khan about to make a very big sort of statement in the wrestling world. And rumor has it that he may be buying Ring of Honor. Mm. Have have you heard that? I have heard that uh, rumor as well. But there is a lot of rumor and innuendo. And it's one of those things, too. Where, and this is the worst time of the year when it comes to uh, things like spoilers and whatnot, because a lot of people want to be first on the scene. It's almost like, Nettie, have you seen Spider-Man No Way Home? Yes. Yeah. All right. So for anyone that hasn't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, we're going to give you a brief moment to hit pause and maybe come back in about 30 seconds. But do you remember before Spider-Man No Way Home, how everyone was talking about, oh, it's going to have all three Spideys in it. All three Spideys are going to be in it. And you know what? Going into that movie, I knew that was going to happen, but there was also that brief moment of like, because I was trying my best to stay away from spoilers and everything like that. And I did my absolute best. So when it did happen, I was surprised because I I didn't have it confirmed. But wouldn't yep. it be nice to actually have gone into that movie not knowing that there is a chance that all three Spideys are going to be there? It would be absolutely amazing if that was the case. So I don't know, man. I'm just putting it out there. That's something I saw today. I'm not sure if that's a spoiler or anything like that. It's just this guy's about to make a big sort of announcement soon. Mm-hmm. ROH is in limbo at the moment. I'm, I'm not sure that what would that would mean for the wrestling company and wrestling world as we know it, but... Time will tell, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll just have to see what happens there, and uh, and it is it is a shame that you know we live in a sort of age where people like to you know be first on the scene, be first on the ground, and this goes across everything. People want to leak albums. People want to show oh, you know yeah. crappy little camera phone uh, shots of people on set, or and this happens a lot in in like for example in the Funko world. People take photos like, you know, in like an Amazon warehouse on a crappy potato camera and be like, oh, check out these new ones that are coming out soon. It's like, man, like, that's like, like, cool. I get it. We're all excited, but let's, let's all just like stop trying to be the first and just enjoy stuff when it does come out. But, um, 
I'm going on a big tangent here, but let's get let's talk briefly about sacrifice, Nettie, because that is coming up very very quickly too, and I'm going to get a, get a hold of that. You can watch that by Impact Plus and YouTube as well if you become a Impact uh, monthly sort of subscriber on YouTube. But this is looking like a bang up card. I'm just uh, ringing it up here in front of me. But um, yeah, it, it definitely is, man. It definitely is, and that goes down 8 p.m. EST this coming Saturday night, or for us Australians, 12 p.m. Melbourne time as well. So you can kick back after a big Saturday night and watch Sacrifice live on pay per view. I think it's on Fight TV as well. So Fight YouTube and of course the Impact Plus app if you've got it. Yeah, but uh, we got some pretty good matches happening here. We got Alex Shelley taking on Jay White. The That's inspiration. Be oh hell yeah, Jay White. He's just just impressing me more and more. The inspiration taking on the influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood. How good is it seeing Madison Rain back just quietly? Oh, it's awesome, man. And of course, Caleb with a K getting involved with everything there. And it's, you know, will he take the inspiration side? Time will tell on that one because they've got his back at the moment. Again, with that Australian home and away. Come on, mate. Sort of thing. <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> Also, we've got uh, we got Jake something. He's going to be cashing in his Impact X Division Championship title shot against Trey Miguel, who has just been going from strength to strength. I'm just hoping. I would love to see Trey Miguel uh, get the W here, but uh, at he's the same gonna time, he's going to hang on to it, man. Yeah, you think this yeah, big drink of water, Jake, Jake something, ain't going to decide to perhaps stamp his authority here a little bit because he had a pretty good showing in that multi, man. Yeah, he's very, very good, but Trey Miguel, man, I hope he hangs on to that X Division for a long time to come because he's doing it proud, and that's the sort of person I want to see with that X Division championship there. And then here's another good one is PCO versus Jonah. That's going to be good right there. And you, man, were cool enough during the week to send me through some old-school footage of PCO on the old Snapchat, which was very cool. Yeah, that was him wrestling in 1998 for the WWE crazy that he's still going and he's actually in much better shape than he is now. He's, he sort of did a thing that, um, cause he retired in like, I think it was like, Oh, like 2016 or 2017. And then sort of went, nah, nah, this is boring. And then came back. So we're all <laughs> for the better of, of it. And uh, yeah, PCO is definitely not human. I could tell you that right now. Mm-mm-mm. Nah, he definitely isn't, man. Eddie Edwards versus Rhino is going to be a very big one as well right there. You can bet Team Impact and On and O'More will be hanging tight, um, keeping an eye on that one as well. Do you think Rhino will get it done, or do you think Eddie Edwards and the new faction, they're going to stamp down their authority? i got to say, I'm sticking with Eddie Edwards here. He's got the momentum behind him, and he's got an army of people that like to fight dirty. And now that Honor No More is officially reinstated, there's not a lot that uh, is going to stand in his way, I reckon. No, I can definitely agree with you there. 100%, man. Mickey James, is she going to hang on to the belt against Chelsea Green and Tasha Steeles as well? Oh, hell yeah. Mickey, come on. Tasha Steeles and Chelsea Green, both two fantastic female wrestlers. But they ain't Mickey James. Like I said, she's been doing it for the last 18 years. And if you think... Two upstarts are going to come and take this belt off her when she ripped it off Diana Peraza, who has been having a vice-like grip on that title ever since she came into Impact. Then, sorry, girls, you got another thing coming. 
Could not agree more right there, Mr. Azor. And last but not least, we've got the big time world championship. It is Moose versus Heath. He's got kids, Nim. Is he gonna hang? Is he gonna get the upset win and, and take the belt off Moose, or can Moose retain? I'm I'm a little bit surprised with this one because I love Heath. Heath Slayer is one of the funniest uh, dudes that I've ever sort of seen. And by all uh, intents and purposes, he is one of the nicest guys to ever interact with. Uh, full disclosure here, I'm a member of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Patreon, which gives you access to a very uh, exclusive um, members-only group. Heath is Excellent. a member of that group, and he's, and he's, he's very much active in that figure community, and uh, he sells a lot of ring gear, and he's got a lot of time to interact with the fans. Absolute gentleman. Absolute gentleman, but that's cool. But like, you can be the yeah, look. Nice guys don't win world champions, and Moose is just a big bad dude. And uh, sorry, Heath, but uh, to quote Brock Lesnar, I don't think he gives an S about your kids. <laughs> yeah, I think he pretty much said the same thing in that edition of Impact. There, I think Moose referred to them as ugly ass kids. Right <laughs> yeah, it's very, very not nice things to say. Just as a side note, though, Nettie, you got to say, Heath is in the best shape of his life. He's looking massive. He's a big unit, isn't he? Like, so obviously, since he left the WWE, he's been spending a lot of time in the gym. And um, it's 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 kind of bad, I, I guess, for everyone that did get let go from the WWE last year. But also, at the same time, I don't think there is a single person that's been let go from the WWE last year or two years ago or whenever it was that isn't doing great things at the moment. Like, think yeah, about it. Interesting to see, to do a little bit of a where are they now episode coming up to see if there's anyone that hasn't, because most of them that we can see have sort of fallen on their feet big time. And Nims, before we wrap things up, man, I want to talk a little bit about Josh Alexander. Where What's happening with him at the moment? It's a strange one. I actually thought that maybe Josh Alexander would be making a, uh, you know, an appearance at No Surrender, but um, mm. his impact contract has run out. Uh, and like I sort of mentioned, he's in the same boat as our Australian friends in the sense that if he doesn't have work, his visa really perform. So I don't quite know what he at the moment or where those tracks negotiated are. In fact, I'll just try and look it up now. But um, unfortunately, yeah, he's he's on the sidelines at the moment and he's working um, working in construction at the moment back in Canada. So uh, I'm sure, yeah, I on. saw that he's working in construction, a... which is a very much a waste of talent. Yeah, very much so. So, look, I hope it's just maybe a case of crossing the T's and dotting the I's, him soon later back in Impact Wrestling uh, to watch this, this space, Nettie. Oh, yeah. Well, Nims, man, thank you so much. It's been a, a bunch of fun as always. Impact, place to be right now, I would say. Hell yeah. Do yourself a favor. I know we keep saying this, but it is some of the best wrestling that is watching right now. I was telling my buddy yesterday, tell my buddy Owen uh, Digital Beard, the Melbourne's best photographer, um, that because he sort of said to me, he's like, oh, I, everyone's been saying that No Surrender is good, but I haven't had time to watch it. I'm like, do yourself a favor, man. Try and watch it. But Impact, because it is... It's so towards the back end of the of, uh, of the calendar at the moment, because like, let's face it, Monday, you've got, uh, so Monday nights, you've got Raw. Tuesday nights, you've got um, NXT. Wednesday nights, you've got AEW Dynamite. Thursday, you've got um, Impact. 
So by the time you get to Thursday, you've already had about eight hours of wrestling. So please do yourself a favor. Just sneak in. Sneak in two more hours. Cut back somewhere. Don't watch Raw. Just do something. Cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Raw, which is exactly what I do. The only wrestling that I catch religiously every week is Impact, which, man, just really quickly, I know I was just about to wrap things up, but I want to know, how much wrestling do you watch per week? A lot. Uh, I, funnily enough, I actually don't watch AEW. Um, well, you don't watch AEW. There you go. No, no. Um, the reason being, uh, I, I don't have any beef with AEW. I'll, I'll happily watch their pay-per-views and I have done that before, but, um, something's got to give and I really enjoy, I enjoy watching Raw. I enjoy NXT, but there is, and I've got my tie. I've been watching Impact for 20 years. Yeah. Some new kid on the block ain't going to shift my impact viewing. Thank you very much. So <laughs> much so that I was actually chatting to a uh, former New Japan uh, junior heavyweight champion, um, Robbie Eagles. He came and wrestled yesterday for MCW and he caught up with me and he gives me a big hug. He's like, Names, how's it going, dude? And he's like, dude, TNA is fire right now. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Thank you very much, Robbie. <laughs> Love it right there, man. Love it. Yeah, you can never give up on impact. It's impact 20, man. 20 years of impact. It's been doing good. And I know that we, sorry to like, I know we want to wrap this up, but let's look at it this way. So a question was asked to me maybe a couple of months ago, just like, man, why is AEW working and working so well when impact failed so bad? I'm like, well, first off, impact didn't fail because it's still going. Yeah, uh, a company that failed means that it goes out of business and doesn't make any money. Impact is doing neither. It's making money and it's still in business and providing people to work. But look at what happened. So when AEW was formed, it's 2019. You got streaming, you got the internet, Twitter's a big thing. Yeah. You know, who cares about TV? You've got YouTube, you've got all of these different platforms you can go. When TNA came onto the scene, in 2002, do you even remember what the internet was like in 2002, Nettie? Oh, yeah. It was very much slow going, and a lot of the things that you just mentioned were sort of not even sort of relevant at the time. So they really had to get up and going the same way that your earlier federations did, like your WCWs and whatnot. Like it was like that alternate sort of federation to the WWE because there was sort of nowhere else to go, I guess. Yeah. And you know what? So nowadays, now you've got Ring of Honor only came onto the scene in, I think, 2002 as well. It was late 2002. And they had a, remember, like Ring of Honor and uh, TNA, their history, they've swapped a lot of talent. AJ was doing a lot of things. Christopher Daniel, like they've always had a big relationship because you just couldn't sort of swing at the big sort of federation. It's just like, imagine trying to, like, imagine right now trying to start up a little animation company. And uh, you're going up against Disney. You ain't going to win. No, <laughs> you ain't going to win exactly at all. Right. You ain't going to win what, at all. Man, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'll tell you what, here's one last thing too. Did you hear EC3 and Braun Strowman? They're sort of aligned with some other company too, which is looking to start up a TV deal and mm. get going as well. I forget what it is off the top of my head, but you can probably old- tell me more on that the old control your narrative it's a cool little thing yes. i think i've mentioned this to you before nettie it oh, is it's uh, in control you know ah oh, yes you did yeah you went through that so that's what and they're getting the tv deal is that right fingers crossed hopefully 
Um, and that is going to be fantastic. I'm going to try and uh, next time I see, I got to put it on a stick for you because and you got to watch uh, Free Your Narrative, which is main evented by Matt Cardona versus nice. EC3. This was done a couple of years back. Um, yeah, very I remember cool. you telling me about it as well, but I just thought it was a once-off thing. So this is the same thing that they're rumored to start a whole. There you go. Well, that's the thing. It was a once-off thing. It was just, uh, hey, look, we need to make something, so let's go out and do it. And nice. And th- this is what I mean. And I know I'm just, I'm really on the Matt Cardona train here. Matt Cardona <laughs> yeah. does not. But notice this: Matt Cardona does not discriminate with his wrestling. Like he's not he's not a one company guy. He. Yeah. He's he's the NWA world champion. He wrestled EC3. He's in game changer wrestling, doing death matches and stuff like that. He's an impact. He just goes where there's wrestling. And that's why I hardly recommend that you follow him on Twitter to see what he's doing. But EC3, you want to talk about a guy that controls your narrative. He's doing that. And uh a bit of a weird cat, but um <laughs> but but uh, I, I strongly recommend it to you. It's it's different. It's very different pro wrestling. It's 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 almost like harks back to the days of Lucha Underground. That's the sort of gear it is. Oh yes, indeed, my friend. Well, thank you so much for taking time out, Nim. I think we meet back up in two weeks' time and we go over sacrifice. What do you say about that? Yeah, we certainly will, my brother. But uh do yourself a favor. Get on to Impact Wrestling at Impact Wrestling on Twitter, impactwrestling.com. Try, if you can't at the very least, if you've got a fight subscription and you're using it to watch AEW, hell, if you've got a fight subscription and you're using it to watch Melbourne City Wrestling, because MCW shows are on there now as well, um, just do yourself a favor and just dip in and have a look at an Impact uh, here or there, because it is, you'll be pleasantly surprised. This ain't not that lol TNA BS from back in the day with Hulk Hogan. Uh, taking on Ric Flair in a seniors match or Jeff Hardy coming to the ring completely drunk, taking on Sting. This It's so much different. That was a long time ago. And these guys, Scott Demore has done so much good for this company. So has a lot of other people behind the scenes. So do yourself a favor, check it out because you will not be let down. I can tell you that. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Facebook.com slash Grey Wolf Impact to keep up to date with us. Thanks so much, Nim. We'll see you next time on Maximum Impact. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.